This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 346. Thank you for listening. Go check us out. iTunes, Stitcher Radio, MarkingOut.com, Google Play. You can also go check us out on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11, and on Twitter at Marking out at Dave the Rave underscore M O and at BTTG161. Unfortunately, this week we had a passing in the pro wrestling community. Um, Legendary Bobby the Brain Heenan uh, passed away, and out of respect, we are going to have a 10 bell salute. Our condolences uh, go out to all the family friends of Bobby the Brain Heenan. Very, very tragic. Um, my name is Dave. For everyone that listens to this show, um, yeah, it really is one of those passings that really hits home because you grew up watching. Uh, I grew up watching Bobby the Brain Heenan from prime time, the late run of prime time into the beginning stages of Monday Night Raw. Um, I'm alongside Brandon. Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it is. It's very unfortunate because Bobby the Brain Heenan is uh, definitely the best manager of all time. One of the I, one of the best commentators of all time. I agree with you. I mean, I as a kid, I loved his commentary. I was drawn to it from to his comedy and especially like the, the just his skits. His skits with the, whether it was Gorilla Monsoon or the Bushwhackers uh, or Mean Gene, just very comedical. Um, and just he had such a draw factor where you wanted to hear what he said, no matter how old you were, you were always entertained by him. I liked uh, when he got banned from the Manhattan Center. Yeah, where <laughs> he had to try to get back in. He dressed as a woman in all those disguises. Yeah, that was the first episode of uh, Monday Night Raw where Gorilla Monsoon, I believe, fired him. And then he tried to sneak his way into the first episode of Monday Night Raw. Um, That was amazing. There's so many moments that stick out in my mind. I mean, he was the one that introduced Ric Flair to the WWF universe uh, when he brought him on over with the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And then his amazing commentary, as you mentioned before, with him calling that barbershop window spot. I did not mention (laughs) <laughs> that's well you meant no 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 but you mentioned his, oh, commentary. mentioned his commentary yeah but that spot where he was just like pretty much put everything on Janetti saying how Janetti tried driving out of the window to escape 
and how much of a carrot he was, even though he just got thrown out of the window. Yeah. Like, it's just moments like that where it's amazing. And then if you want an even further example of how great he is on commentary, I mean, I sent you the clip, but Survivor Series 93. Yeah. Survivor family. Series, was it 93 or 92? 93. Or 91. It was definitely 93. 93. 93. Hart that family. Commentary was fantastic. Yeah, the Hart family taking on Shawn Michaels and his knights. And it was just hilarious how 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 much like how many jabs uh, Heenan just tossed in there at specifically the Hart family. He goes, "Oh, he's got a, a picture of Helen on the back of his jacket." Yeah, and he goes, it's "Even a, though it was it's a Bruin, Bruin. <laughs> like it's just hilarious commentary." I mean, going even like WrestleMania Nine, making his entrance on the backwards, camel riding back. I mean, there's just so many moments of Bobby the Brain Heenan that's just classic, and he's irreplaceable. One of my favorite teams on commentary was Monsoon and Heenan, but also because I was younger, like him with Vince McMahon, like that early time when he was on Raw, I was a huge fan of. Um, and just very, very unfortunate. And he he had such a tough a tough battle in the recent years. I mean, yeah, um, all the way back from 2003, four, when he had throat cancer. Yeah. Um, I, he's one of those wrestlers that I always wanted to meet. And he's like, you listen to his hall of, or his hall of, Sp- uh, hall of Spain, a uh, hall of fame speech. And it's just, he's one of a kind, just really one of a kind uh, character uh, in pro wrestling. He was a commentator, manager. Uh, he was a wrestler when he first started. And I, I think that his what he did in pro wrestling is just very rare. And I don't think we're ever going to have anybody even close to Bobby the Brain Heenan. No, definitely not. Um, but unfortunately, he passed away at the age of 73. Um, yeah, and like we said before, our condolences to his family and friends, and it's very... It's very like even un- even like in later in life when he couldn't speak or anything and he had no jaw, he would still be like Bobby the Brain Heenan. He'd like flip people off in pictures and stuff. Yeah, just he he was a, a great comedian, you know? Especially if you like... I've been watching a lot of his uh, backstage moments and everything, and it's just his interaction with people on the spot is pretty superb. Like he'll throw if I feel like he throws everyone that he's around off guard because his comedic wit was so well. It's like I'm I'm sure it was completely off scripted, but like uh backstage at WrestleMania twenty when Eric Bischoff sent Jonathan Coachman around the arena to find Undertaker and to investigate there were noises coming from a room. And he was going down the hallway, whatever, and he hears the noises, and he's like looking to investigate. And all of a sudden, Mean Gene comes out with like his like shirts all undone and everything. He's got lipstick <laughs> everywhere. Heenan then comes out, shirts undone and everything. He goes, "What were you? Uh, what were you two doing in there?" And he goes, "Well, we were uh, we we're we we're playing poker. Yeah, poker." And then May Young and Mula come out. Such a <laughs> such a funny segment. Yeah, I, I feel like someone – like, I mean, I think that was scripted. But the stuff with him earlier on, I, I really don't think that it was scripted much. Um, 
but just hilarious, you know? Yeah. And I like very the, the tribute package that WWE played. The uh, he's it, he's interviewing a woman that has like a boa around her neck or whatever, and he goes, "What is that a boa?" She goes, "Yeah," and he goes, "It's a little deflated." And uh, yeah. she goes, uh, "Or no," she says, "Yeah, it's a little deflated or something." And he goes, "Yeah, just like your face." <laughs> or something like whatever. I can't obviously can't do that. Yeah, justice, yeah, yeah. Whatever it was, it was it's, really funny. Yeah, very just rare. Very rare and lovable character by all. I don't think that there's anybody out there that disliked Heenan as for what he was. Maybe you disliked him as a heel, but as a person contributing to pro wrestling, I don't think anybody disliked him. Um, and it's very unfortunate. But uh, let's so let's go into some outside the ring news. Well, I mean, what did you do? Anything fun this week at all? Oh, or? yeah. Um, this week, uh, this week focused on doing work, um, doing work, mm. not really anything else, not anything else. I went, I went to see Sublime with Rome. Uh, -huh. how was uh, that? Sublime with Rome sucked. Absolutely sucked. They were awful. Okay. <laughs> but I went, I don't like Sublime in the first place. So I, I really I just went to see the offspring. And they uh -huh. were they were they were awesome. Did they open? Uh yeah, it was another band first and then Offspring and then Sublime. That's unfortunate. Sublime should be opening for the Offspring. I think it should be the other way around. Well, it was a band called the Unlikely Candidates. And I went and I downloaded all their stuff from iTunes. I enjoyed it. Yeah, was that good? I mean, yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed the their music. Very cool. Very cool. And they were like, at one point, um, who said it? I think Offspring was like pulling the audience. They're like, oh, do you think we should come tour again with Sublime? And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm just like, if you came here, come with somebody else that I'd want to go see again. Do you think they listened to you? No, I didn't actually yell that out. But I, I, did, I did get the opportunity to boo sublime because that's what i would do at a concert yeah. and it's very rare that i boo somebody at a concert it? it's very 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 rare in fact i think i've only booed one other time at a concert which would be uh when i went to mohegan sun to see the eagles james dolan's band james dolan oh Cable I remember. Vision and yeah you ranted about that for a while madison square garden the rangers the knicks i uh i booed him yeah i mean but i think so does everyone else right fairly I mean, safe bet yeah yeah safe bet but I felt like I've, I've, I've like when I was at that concert I felt like it, it, telling people like oh you don't understand who you're like don't clap you don't understand who that is <laughs> that's James Dolan he owns the Knicks Rangers Cablevision Madison Square Garden everything yeah, yeah it's like you don't you're not educated to know who that is <laughs> let me educate you <laughs> yeah that's all right. So that's cool that the offspring were I, I would love to see the offspring. I have never seen them, but I, I feel like their their music never gets old. No, and it's all always good. I one hundred percent agree with you. Alright, so anything else to report on the uh the week? Not uh not much. 
I was. Right, well, I, I wanted. I wanted. Uh, I wanted to hear one other song that Offspring didn't play, but which song? Uh, the meaning of life. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah, they were like, "Oh, we're doing it's twenty years or whatever since we released this album," and I'm like, "Oh my god, is the song that I like on that album?" And I went and looked it up, and I was like, "Oh my god, this song is on." <laughs> it's on Amex. Yeah, yeah. It's on what that it? album. I don't know. What NXA it's Ombre, uh, something like that. I'm not like yeah, it, it's on like, that one. Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, they're about to play it, maybe," and they didn't play it. And that's old school Offspring. That's like one of their first ones, I believe. I think. Do they and only you have can tell, three albums? Tell, if, no, they have a bunch. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they have a good amount. I mean, after America, uh, Americana, I. They started like to do. They went off different a little bit. I don't know. Um, there was there was a song that they played that was uh, really. It didn't sound like what the Offspring sounded like. Mm-hmm. Like they norm like it's like punk rock. Yeah, but it didn't sound like that. Pretty much any uh, early two thousands um, movie had them on the soundtrack. Yeah, someone we were talking about at the concert, like where I knew the songs and stuff from, and I was like, I honestly, I think like bands like this, I really just know from video games and yeah, movies. Tony Hawk. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, but that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year. Yeah, Lashana Tova. Lashana Tova. Happy New Year to anybody listening and uh, celebrating. Um, the Jewish New Year is upon us. As yeah. in the year fifty-seven seventy-eight. Wow! Happy birthday! And people are like, "Happy birthday!" Well, happy happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy happy New Year. Year. Should I play that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think that should be the uh, the middle part. The middle part. Happy New people Year! Are, I'm actually surprised that you didn't play that to open. Yeah, um, that has to be used at some point. People are like, uh, "Oh, how could we? How's that? How are Jews in the year fifty-seven seventy-eight?" Where it's the real year is 2017. <laughs> it's like, what? But, Simmer down there, bro. Simmer down there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, outside the ring news. Uh, something that I'm happy about and disappointed at at the same time uh, is Chris Jericho announced that he has a cruise event taking place. Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Taking place October 27th through the 31st in 2018 on the that, Norwegian Jade. That is, um, that's crazy. Yeah, it's sailing from Miami to the Bahamas. But like Ring of Honor has, they're doing Ring of Honor wrestling on there. They have like, there's bands, comedy, there's meet and greets. Jericho's doing a podcast. Um, disappointed on the level of. Um, I, I can't go. Also disappointed on the level that I had that exact idea, which I'm pretty sure we discussed on the show, mm-hmm. which it's like, I, I never thought that we'd ever see like an actual wrestling event at sea. Um, well, didn't they do that with WCW? I don't think they actually performed though. I think it was just them on the cruise. I think, what was it? Was it called Wrestle Vessel or... Was that, that WWE? was WWE, Wrestle Vessel. So I think they were both the same exact thing, except one was WCW people, one was WWE guys. Yeah, I, I wasn't too sure. 
But, like, but, this is taking it to a whole nother level with, like... Yeah, it seems like it would be a lot of fun for any pro wrestling fan. Yeah, you got Mick Foley there, Chris Jericho, obviously. Um, Are you familiar with the prices? Uh, it's just a normal... It's really just, like, a normal cruise price. Uh-huh. So, if you and, go two people in, like, an inside cabin was... What was it, like, 700 maybe? Who's sponsoring it? Like, whose cruise ship is it? It's Norwegian. Norwegian? All yeah, right. the Norwegian Jade. All right. Well, that's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah. I wouldn't mind going on a KISS one at some point. Those seem pretty cool. Yeah. I, Chris Jericho's been, I think, Fozzie performed on a KISS cruise. Yeah, I think so recently, too. But uh, for more information on this cruise, go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And you can get the pricing. You can you can see pictures of the ship. See uh, some not an itinerary, but somewhat get somewhat of an idea. And the earlier you book, I think the better price yeah. wise. So check it out. Yeah, uh, AJ Styles. Uh, he made a little bit of news this past week while they were in Japan doing the tour. They did Japan, China for SmackDown, and then Monday Night Raw did Australia. Uh, AJ Styles debuted his uh, phenomenal mask. Um, apparently, his mask he was supposed to wear at WrestleMania this year, or at least he wanted to, um, and it looked sick. I was a huge fan of it. Um, what did you think? Uh... <laughs> no, no, I, it, didn't, it didn't look like it. Well, I, I mean, it was the the club logo. Uh huh. It was the gas mask. But in, like, Lucha style. Huh. I didn't think about that, that it was the Bullet Club. Uh, I didn't think about that at all. Yeah, it was had, like, the, the knives or whatever, the swords sticking up out yeah, of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. I didn't think about that at all. But I thought it, that... It looked, it looked goofy on top, but in general, I, I thought it was cool that he, like, did that. I didn't think it looked awful. No, I didn't say awful. I said goofy. Yeah. Goofy is a lot different than crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is true. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to him doing that at like WrestleMania or something. No, me neither. I wouldn't be opposed to it either. And plus, I think WWE would be able to make some money off of it. Which why? Because why, you know, one hundred percent, Brandon's buying. <laughs> Even though oh, it looks yeah. goofy, Brandon's one hundred percent buying that if WWE sold it. 100%. It's like, they, I don't know how they didn't capitalize in 2000. I, maybe they did. I'm Are almost certain. What? So Sin Cara? No. Uh, yeah. they, have, they had two different Sin Cara masks on WW Shop, which I purchased both of them. And both of them are pretty similar, too. Similar colors and everything. But uh, they, they might have capitalized in 2004. I don't think they did. Or 2003. 2003, I think it was, with Mr. America. Uh-huh. I don't think they did. I would 100% buy a Mr. America mask. Um, CM Punk, Straight Edge Society, 100% would have bought a Straight Edge Society mask. But I don't remember the mask too well for yeah. Straight Edge oh. Society. He had, but, he had the mask to cover his hair. I, he, was, he, he, had the, he lost the hair match or whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. Or they just shaved his head. Uh-huh. And then, uh, and then he had like the huge beard coming out of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, I like buying masks on WWE's website. Um, 
I have El Torito. I have El Torito, Kalisto, both Sincaras. I bought oh how many cane masks? I have no Oscar cane mask. I have another cane mask. I have the outer cane mask. Are you ever gonna buy an Oscar mask? No, because those are cheap plastic. Yeah, but still, for a dollar ninety nine, why not add it to your collection? Why don't you add it to your collection? Because my collection is only of three, or two. Uh, of three. what? What masks do you own? Oh, you know the one with the red and black. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You have Ultimo and, Guerrero and Ultimo Dragon. Yeah, and then I have um, who's my other one? Oh, uh, what's his face? Revolting Blob. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my other one, Revolting Blob. Um, I was cleaning my closet out, mm -hmm. and it's like, it's like there are way so there are so many masks that I don't want to say way too many masks. Mm-hmm. But it's like, damn, a lot of lucha masks. I don't think Eminem has that problem when he cleans out his closet. Yeah. Um, I was like cleaning out the wrestling figures and stuff, finding because yeah. uh, we're getting work. I'm having work done in my closet. Mm -hmm. We're putting in heating. Oh, cool. So the pipe's gonna run right through my closet. There goes some closet space. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, so I didn't want my stuff to get dirty or anything. So I took all that stuff out I'm like going through all the the figures that I have and it's like damn like why do I even have this <laughs> for some of them and then and then I found one a Ric Flair one that I was like oh I could have gotten this signed had I known it was still here I thought when I went through my collection last year to get all the stuff for Comic-Con I thought I got all of them so well, but that wasn't I guess the case. not yeah um, Paige, she's been making the rounds recently in, uh, the world of pro wrestling. She's been tweeting out a bunch. She's back at the performance center. Which WWE.com covered. So yeah, WWE.com covered it. And I am so, I'm excited to see her, uh, progressing and taking that, uh, getting back into the wrestling ring, especially after everything that's been going on with, her and Del Rio and all of that stuff like yeah. that we have no clue what happens behind closed doors, but we only know what happens outside of those closed doors. And that's all, the only stuff that people are really showing us. But it's good to see that she is back with the actually in the wrestling ring as opposed to just being with the company via 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 contract. Um, and Especially because it's like it's been over a year. Yeah, since we've seen her on television. Yeah. Um, um, the thing is, the rumor I saw was she may be headed to SmackDown. Which nothing, I mean, there really isn't anything wrong with that. I, the reason I don't want her on SmackDown is because it's old. She gets brand spanking new stuff on Raw. Well, we how, find, well, how, we can, how's I there? Think that, I think with her, in, oh, well, we can yeah. see stuff with Asuka. We've never seen her with Nia Jax, I don't believe. Uh, Alexa Bliss. There's just more newer talent on, and plus Emma's there, which we've seen them work together before, and that's always very entertaining. I think Paige is best for Monday Night Raw, especially because I want to see that Oscar Page showdown. Um, and on SmackDown, you're just yeah, gonna have you to get Becky Lynch, you get Charlotte, Team uh, PCB. Yeah, you get everything that we've seen already. I mean, not to, but it's just, I mean, Natalia, Naomi, we, we've seen all that before. Toss, toss Paige on Monday Night Raw, 
And I think that that would be amazing, especially for the storyline wise, because then you could really go dive into Bailey and Sasha Banks and not be worried that you don't have really any big names to really carry the rest of the division because you still have Bliss, Paige, Nia Jax, I think is really making her way up the ranks uh, within recent re- uh, recent weeks. But like, if you put Paige there, then doesn't she, like it, there's potential for her to just sit doing nothing week after week, like Mickey James. I really don't think so. Um, I don't think that I can't see her really falling through the cracks because I think that there's too much potential to do something. Of course, I don't think that you should do anything with her. Don't even consider bring her in. Excuse me, until you clear up this title with Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, you know, clear all of that up a little bit. Have Asuka make her debut and have a few matches. And then you can focus on, all right, where do we put Paige now? Because then you don't have to worry that you have Asuka debut this week and then the same week or the week after, up oh, Paige is back. It becomes exactly what we saw with Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Sasha Banks that one night where all of them debuted the same night. Or whoever it was, you know? I think that it could be done properly. Yeah. And it's unfortunate she's not on the next season of Total Divas, which is going to be airing November 1st. Maybe she'll be on the season afterwards. Probably not. But... I am happy that uh, Nia Jax is on Total Divas now. Jax, Carmella, and Bliss. Yeah. Buddy uh, Murphy, big cast. Nah. Looking Buddy Murphy to is engaged to uh, Alexa Bliss. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, there's reports that Jim Cornette is done with Global Force Wrestling. And then there's reports that Global Force Wrestling is done with Global Force Wrestling. All right. <laughs> I don't know, like... This company. And then, I mean, I didn't see it written down, but the, recently they aired Bobby Roode answering it, stepping up to Jeff Jarrett. But ready for this? They added new commentary on it. Yeah. There's, they updated the commentary. It, the, the footage is from 2015. And then the commentary makes note that Bobby Roode is NXT champion. Awful. And then they end the commentary basically kind of alluding to Bobby Roode being gone from NXT coming to Global Force. Yeah, that's pretty much how it sounded like they were teasing it, no? Because what do they say? They're like, oh, Bobby Roode just up and leaves or something like that. I don't know what they said. Something that makes it sound like... I mean, don't get me wrong. (laughs) Business-wise... Yeah, it's smart because it's going to bring people to talk to about it and watch it. But in the bit, like in the other scheme, it's like dirty, you know. It is, I, I'm surprised that the pe- the commentators weren't like. I, it's Chael Sonnen. Oh, uh, and then somebody funny. else that I guess I don't know who he is. Cyrus Just, something. And then. Uh, Recently, they've been airing on YouTube like this, the clips with Eric Young. Um, well, that's who, for p- promotional for Ant. For the Ant? For Amped. That's what the oh. one-night-only Global Force pay-per-views are. 
oh, the gotcha. event that was filmed two years ago with Eric Young, Shelton Benjamin, Brian Myers, uh, Bobby Roode. Who else? We got the Singh brothers, TJP, Mickey yeah. James. Just like, I, I'm really curious if they could get sued by WWE for I don't infringing on a trademark any... of, but even bringing up NXT. I mean, if they if they send a cease and desist about suck it and stuff to the Young Bucks. Exactly. So. I mean, I kind of hope they do because it, it's too dirty what they did. But I definitely want to see Global Force Wrestling succeed or Impact Wrestling, whatever they're going to be going as in the future. They have Bound for Glory coming up in uh, Canada. Uh, and then WWE is sending out surveys asking people about WWE Network. Some of the things asked on that, like, oh, would you like to see content from history of TNA or Global Force Wrestling or future Global Force Wrestling? Ring of Honor, New Japan, ICW? They have, yeah. They were like scripted comedies, like uh, WWE's version of The Office. Scripted dramas, WWE's version of Game of Thrones, which they're like, they're just, they, they've had the incest idea for years. <laughs> <laughs> and they kind of pulled the trigger with virtual. But they really didn't. <laughs> they really didn't. They want, they have to, there's a brother and sister duo, Stephanie McMahon, Shane McMahon. <laughs> they're like, can you guys be on our drama show based on Game of Thrones? It's not based on Game of Thrones, but. I'm still waiting for the day that The Mountain uh, shows up on NXT. I mean, he was on that NXT. Strowman can play The Mountain in in WWE's Game of Thrones. Right. He could. I don't know. Yeah, why not? But uh, they also mentioned Legends House Season 2 with an Attitude Era cast, which I'm fully behind. I just don't know who. (laughs) Like, who do you get from the Attitude Era that would be, like, willing to. It's going to be, like, some out there names. Attitude era cast? Huh. Like Maybe Sean like Waltman? I was going to say, if there was like an all-star like cast for the Attitude Era, you'd have JBL. Um, sure, right? Why not? Ron Simmons. You'd have X-Pac. You'd have... Who else? Um, Tony Chimmel. See. Or Howard Fingle. Howard Fingle was on the other one. Let's say Tony Chimmel, Edge. Gangrel? Nah, probably not. Uh, I would be interested with Gangrel. I mean, I'm not not interested with Gangrel. Mm-hmm. But I would definitely want... I thought Legends House was great. So I would definitely be open for a, a new season with Attitude Era people. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and then there was just other content questions. There was one that struck me was alternate commentary, where you would there would be all these events and you could choose your favorite commentators to to commentate for the That's matches. That's weird. I mean, yeah, it is. But like they've done it, they've done stuff like that for DVDs before. Uh huh. Just not like where I like I don't know if like there was commentary that or matches that didn't have commentary that they went in and added uh-huh but uh i would be all for that they had like different angles and stuff like um 
a hard camera, camera from, I don't know, GoPros and stuff. Mm. Be interesting. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Speaking uh, of intrigue, yeah. uh, WWE announced that they will be having Starcade on November 25th at the Greensboro Coliseum in North Carolina. For those wondering why that sounds so familiar, well, that's because it was a WCW pay-per-view. And an NWA event to uh, first. Yeah, created by... Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. Uh, And it's rumored that WWE did this because WrestleCade will be taking place nearby. Uh, WrestleCade was a tribute. It started off as a tribute to Dusty Rhodes. A bunch of... Guys, just a bunch of indie guys, past, present, whatever, coming to work at this one event. Interesting. I didn't know that was a tribute. Yeah, Cade. Star Cade. Wrestle Cade. I I really didn't know. Yeah. But that's cool. Uh, And then to just fuel everything. Well, first, uh, first, 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 first. They have matches announced. So it's basically, it's a Saturday. Is it official, though? They have the matches were announced as like card subject to change yes but exactly they announced it as as if it was just a regular like they would for any old uh house show well apparently it's not going to be on the wwe network who said that i that's what i was reading that this is just going to be a special house show that's it it's not going to be uh recorded as a as a special on the network okay well i'm going to be disappointed if it doesn't happen, and there's cool <laughs> matches that take place. Um, right now, they have two steel cage matches announced, which I've never heard of that <laughs> ever. That is interesting. They have Jinder Mahal versus Nakamura for the WWE Championship, of course. Then they have uh, for the Women's Championship Natalia versus Charlotte. Um, for the U.S. Championship, they have AJ Styles versus Corbin versus Rusev. SmackDown tag titles in a Texas Tornado-style matchup, New Day vs. Usos. Kevin Owens vs. Sami Zayn. Uh, originally, it said Booby Rude, which is hilarious, <laughs> versus yeah. Dolph Ziggler. You have Brizongo versus Aiden English and Mike Kanellis. Uh, also, I didn't see that one. Also scheduled to appear on this event are Monday Night Raw's The Hardy Boys. You have WWE Hall of Famer Ricky Steamboat, as well as WWE Hall of Famer's Rock and Roll Express. And uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Which I did say that. Yeah. Uh, And then what you were going to say before, fueling fire to everything, is Cody Rhodes said, like, at least, like, if you're going to have this book Goldust. And Michael Hayes is like, you know what? You're right, Cody. You you want to come team with your brother? Yeah. And <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and then, like, leading to all of that, like, on top of all this, you have uh, Matt Hardy getting involved. And I forgot someone who he was tweeting to, whether it was uh, Michael Hayes or someone. And then it ended up getting an invite to the Young Bucks to the event. And it was just funny seeing the the interactions of Cody with Matt Hardy and the Young Bucks. And Matt Hardy was really putting it over, saying how he he owes the Bucks of Young uh, from this uh, superkick incident. 
uh, in Ring of Honor. So it's really interesting. It would be disappointing if they did all this and it was just a house show. Yeah, I'd be a hundred percent disappointed if, like, if I mean, if you have like Ricky Steamboat. Obviously, Steamboat's not wrestling. But if you have is it? what is, is it? I mean, no, we saw not. what he did with uh, Jericho. Yeah, and then he had to retire from injury. Yeah, that's true. So if Rock and Roll Express is going to be wrestling a match in 2017 for WWE and it doesn't end up on the network, I would be so disappointed with that. Um, like, even if they do uh, Rock and Roll versus Hardys, uh-huh. which we, again, we saw that last year with uh, Broken, during the Broken, what is it? I forget what it was called. Oh, the, yeah, the... the... The big tag team Invitational. Yeah. Um, but then, like, if the Cody Rhodes thing actually happens, and now Dustin Rhodes is Dustin Rhodes, like, you can't do stuff like that. And like, look, listen, listen to yourself. You're already like marking out, dude. You can't do that though. Like, you can't tease stuff like that and then not have it happen or air it on the network. Yeah. Well, to be honest, I I don't I wouldn't be entertained. I I, I wouldn't care if Rock and Roll Express. Dude, if you do Rock and Roll Express teaming with the Hardy Boys to take on Cody Rhodes, Goldust, like never gonna happen. And the Young and the Bucks. Bar. No, yeah, and and the, the Young, young Bucks. Bucks. Never gonna happen. But like, if you like, that's a huge match. Oh yeah. I I totally agree with you. That's a huge match. And that sounds like it would be a fun match to just see live, you know? Yeah. With all those di- very different teams in there. Um, that would be really cool. Upcoming- and, like, and then hopefully hopefully Goldust is booked for that show, though, just given the fact that Dusty Rhodes created it. Yeah, I think that would be really a nice aspect of it. Yeah. And I, someone, I think Cody or somebody said, might have been Brandy said, like, he shouldn't, like, just be booked. He should be booked in the main event. Yeah. So we'll see what happens come November 25th. Uh, moving on to some upcoming independent wrestling shows. On the 29th of September, you got House of Glory Chapter 2 taking place in Queens, New York. You're going to be seeing Tessa Blanchard take on Sonya Strong. You're going to have the tag team titles on the line. NYWK defending against the Hit Squad. For the House of Glory World Championship, you're going to be seeing the champion Amazing Red take on Ricochet. Uh, Vader's in the house, MVP's in there. Anthony Gangone, Ken Broadway, Matt Travis, so many more. Check it out on the 29th of September, Queens, New York. Yeah, don't miss it. Um, also, NYWC on the 30th, Till I Collapse, NYWC Sportatorium. You're going to have Dave Chris take on Papadon. Mike Verna taking on Talon. You're also going to have Aiden Ball taking on Misada. High Society is going to be there. You're going to have Karaoke Jammy Jam, Ricardo, GIT, J Red. Randy Summers take it on Beer Belly Bandits and the Benson Bros. For the MYWC Tag Team Championships, you're going to be seeing the champions Born and Bred take on Dave McCall and Nate Carter. Born and Bred have been champions for a while, I feel like, right? I, I think they've been champions for a good amount of time. 
Uh, Stockade and Tara Carraway going to take on Bam Sullivan and Victoria Von Black. And Been a while since we've seen her in action, I believe. I'm not sure. I could I could be wrong as well. <laughs> but for the MYWC Championship, you're going to be seeing the champion Bull James take on Joey Ryan. Whoa. Please How about uh, that for a main event? Can't think of his name right now. In regards to? You said, whoa. Joey whoa. Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Matthew Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. And Matthew is on Boy Meets World? Yeah. What was the younger one's name? Joey Lawrence, Matthew L. Lawrence. Um, I'm not too sure. Huh. I don't know. Was it Jacob? Jacob? I don't, I don't think it was. Hey, Jacob. No, no, no. That, that just doesn't seem right. I'm not too sure. I don't know. Well, it was that Andrew. Is... That's who it was. Andrew. <laughs> Andrew who would have guessed that? Probably no one. Yeah. Well, all right. It's about that time of the show where we take a break and we'll be back. Right back. Right here. <laughs> right back. Always say that wrong. Right back. Right here. Back. No, we'll be right back I, here on. Right back. Mark here and on. Mark and I'm just hearing you say right back. Happy New Year. 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 Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year, pal! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Happy New Year! Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling, talking by pro wrestling fans. Well, let's get on with some sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Sound a lot. Sound, sound a little different, huh? Yeah, <laughs> in my yeah, head at least. Really I don't did. know. It did, yeah. Which uh, Monday Night Raw kicked off with the Raw General Manager Kurt Angle coming out, really just running down No Mercy, uh, the two big main matches of No Mercy, which then got interrupted by Miz, and Miz is like, hey, I don't get no respect. He's not pretty much. Yeah. And he's justified, too. I mean, not being booked as often. And he is a pretty big player. Yeah, and then Kurt Angle said Jason Jordan's going to have an opportunity to become number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship at No Mercy. Uh, and Miz goes, well, what about Curtis Axel? What about Bo Dallas? When do they get shots? Uh, and then Miz called Kurt Angle a deadbeat. Jason Jordan came out. Angle made the match from a fatal four-way to a six-pack challenge. That being Jason Jordan versus the Miz Taraj versus the Hardy Boys versus Elias. Uh, and then Miz insulted Jason Jordan and got attacked. Yeah. I kind of uh, feel like if roles were reversed here, Miz would have been taken out of the match. Miz wouldn't have had the opportunity for a number one contendership. Yeah, I I totally agree. I think that there is favoritism, but as expected, I mean, they're going with this entire angle that this is Angle's son, which is still so weird that they're playing off, you know? Like, like I, I would have like, been, I I been like completely one... fine. Would have been completely fine if they're like, oh, 
my son, Jason Jordan, and like or Jason Jordan, whatever. My son, Jason Jordan, comes out, and then like the next week, they completely like forgot about it. Jason Jordan's either back on SmackDown with Gable or he's on Raw, just as a as a singles competitor, and like completely dropped the storyline. I would have been so fine with that. I, I just think that it's one of those storylines, like this day and age, where everybody knows everything pretty much behind the scenes about like. Everyone, obviously, it's not his son and stuff like that. I feel like it's one of those, like, just a stupid storyline to even try to go with. Especially like it's Claire especially Lynch since we style. saw this. It's not Claire Lynch. I mean, it's similar. I think it's, but, just, I think it's just as bad. But, like, it's, it's the same sense of that we just – we saw this 10 years ago in 2007 uh, so. with Hornswoggle. Yeah. With Vince McMahon's illegitimate son. It's like the same thing. And then, like, sticking with that, it's like, how the hell did they ever fire Hornswoggle when he's a McMahon? It just doesn't make sense. Right. It's like, (laughs) it's just that none of that makes sense. So, and it was, like, completely forgotten about that he was a McMahon as soon as that storyline ended. Yeah, pretty much. That was the uh, end of it. Yeah. Uh, First match of the night was a non-title match. Women's title on the line. What? No, it was a title match, wasn't it? You said it's not a titles match. The women's No, it was not a title. Right. You said it's a non-titles match. match, The women's title on the line. Yeah, sorry. Non-title match. Nia Jax picked up the victory over the champion, Alexa Bliss. Uh, I was a fan of this match, and I really liked the beginning, like the cat-mouse game. Yeah, and I liked when... Alexa Bliss tried to duck out. Sasha Banks came out, kind of prevented that, forced her back in. Oh, did she ever? She ran right into Nia Jax, who was like a brick wall. <laughs> I thought that that was, that was awesome. Uh, that all led down to where Nia Jax as hit her soon as, the, oh, hit her with the Samoan drop. Yeah, and picked up the victory. And then as soon as she won, Sasha Banks jumps up on Nia Jax's back, kind of locks her in a sleeper hold. They're brawling. Uh, and then Jax basically got the better of her there. Yeah, she was just like, I'm out. Bailey makes a return. She comes down the ring. The three of them, Nia, uh, Alexa Bliss, Sasha Banks, and Bailey lined up, basically kind of like team up and hit, knock Nia Jax down. Yeah, and, she's stra- and then she hightails, not hightails it, but she heads out of there. She's like, I'm not worth it. And then Alexa Bliss steps in to celebrate with Banks and Bailey. Which I thought and, was hilarious because I have a friend who used to do stuff like that. <laughs> um, I don't know why we would. We, uh-huh. A friend and I used to high five at lunch. Uh-huh. And my friend Matt, you know him, uh-huh. always would try to intercept the high fives. Interesting. And I'm like, dude, like, stop. It's not. That's. And it reminded me, like, because they're, like, holding hands, whatever, celebrating. And then Bliss just gets in right there and lifts both of their arms. And and the one thing I didn't like was this was perfect timing for Bailey to attack Sasha Banks. Oh, dude. I was like, I was like, it's going to happen. She's going to do it. She, like, hits hits the Bailey to belly on Alexa Bliss. Yeah. And then she's, like, looking at. At Sasha Banks or whatever, even before that could have happened, before they all teamed up to knock down Nia Jax, 
I was like, oh man, this would be perfect. It's in in, in her hometown. It was really the perfect moment for that to take place. But didn't, and didn't of course it did not. But I think that would have been the perfect moment if, to put Bailey in that position to turn on Banks and set up Banks versus Bailey while you allow Nia Jackson Bliss to have their thing. But uh, yeah, so Bailey gets added to the to the match. Uh, and then the worst part about this segment was the fact that Emma was nowhere involved. It's a go-home show to the pay-per-view. Emma is in that match. Emma's not even featured. Yeah. She, she tweeted about it. WWE mentioned the tweet. But that's, that's what... That's it? Yeah. That was her thing on Raw. So if you think Emma may have a chance of winning it... You may want to reconsider. But in the same sense, like, maybe, like, they're completely going to blindside us. Like, oh, no way in hell will Emma win. She wasn't even involved in the go-home show. And then all of a sudden, Emma wins. I I can't see it. I would be okay with it, but I, w- I just don't see it. And then Paige returns. And then Paige returns. Well, next up, you had Cesaro and Sheamus. Pick up a victory over the club and the Shield, the champion of the Shields, in a non-title triple threat match. Um, no different from the previous matches, altercations that we've seen between all of them. I mean, it all started with the promo and yeah, the brawl. They all, yeah, and then Angle made this a triple threat match as opposed to it just being the club versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Yeah. But I, this match was awesome. And I, I thought, wish... Yeah, I wish this was going to be taking place at No Mercy instead of just the tag team match. I'm fine with the tag team match, but I wish this was taking place there. Um, and other than the fact that the club really served no real purpose here, other than just like allowing a switch up between two on two or one on one between the two teams that are actually in the match on Sunday. Uh huh. Um, I just think this match was good, man. I thought this match was way better than what the main event of Raw was last week. Which, uh, of course, no no dig at the Hardys at all. By no means. Well, I think that they are offended. I'm sure they're not. Um, but, like, the, the monkey flip that's, that Rollins did to Cesaro out of the ring. Uh-huh. Awesome. Cesaro and Sheamus using the 3D. Yeah, I thought that was great. They they first did it overseas, and uh, Bubba Ray was like, I don't know if he was pissed, whatever. Devon was like, oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. I think it's a, a the three Ds a, a great move. Yeah, it's a great spot. Uh, uh, and and Cesaro yeah. lands it more like an RKO than a whatever Bubba Ray would land it as. Uh huh. So I enjoyed that. But, yeah, uh, very entertaining. Yeah, and then after this, we had Kurt Hawkins cutting a promo about his losing streak, and he was like, "I'm, it's gonna end tonight. We're breaking." Yeah, the streak. he's at one fourteen and oh. I mean, oh, I'm one fourteen. <laughs> yeah, and he introduced his opponent, his which people were pissed off because WWE posted this was the match. What do you mean? Like right before on on Twitter, WWE's like coming up, Kurt Hawkins versus Apollo Cruz. Oh, and it's like I hate like, when w, like I hate when WWE does that and then pretends like they go on the air and they're like, oh, who am I gonna face? Any I challenge anybody back there. Oh, gotcha. It's like, what do you mean, anybody? It's it's Apollo Cruz. 
They yeah. retweeted it. Well, so, they are. Well, and Hawkins is now. It's the promo. Uh, it's a history machine, right? It's is the that history what it's, machine. Is that what I don't think was it called the history machine? I don't know. I believe I don't know. so. But believe it, so. it was Apollo Cruz that answered the challenge, then uh, picked up the victory over Kurt, Kurt Hawkins. That making it a, an O and one fifteen streak. And I, I really like the fact that Hawkins went for a ton of pins in this match, you know? First of all, Real. this match was good. Yeah. I, I, I hope for more, uh, more of, or more for both of them. Um, maybe further down the line after this losing streak is done, this is going to lead to like a huge push. It seems to be like a common thing that I've been saying that happened with Emma, but then her winning streak ended right away. So, yeah, like very right away. So maybe this will in turn happen with Kurt Hawkins. He's on a huge losing streak. They acknowledge the losing streak on television with a graphic even. Uh, and I think he could, I, he could definitely be Intercontinental Champion. Unfortunately, as, I think that this is going to... I think this is going to put him over more than anything that he would do in a winning. Uh, while winning, I think that continuous losing streak... Yeah, I'm not saying like break it right now, but like further down the line, this could definitely lead to an intercontinental championship push. Oh, I, I definitely see. I could see him as champion, but I think at the current time, maybe get to two hundred, oh and two hundred. Yeah, you know. Yeah, whatever. I think that it would be kind of hysterical. A streak, plus, a streak is a streak. Yeah, get him on television. Um, but can you see him as an IC champion? Yeah, one hundred percent, and and as well as Cruz, I assume. Uh, yeah, I can see that. I think it's something that probably should have already happened. Yeah, it's like his debut treated him like he was the best, and then like the next week he was forgotten about. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate, but maybe Titus Worldwide will change it. Well, only time will tell. Next up, you had a promo. Between Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman on one screen, uh, screen and Braun Strowman on the other. Uh, good interactions between the, both of them. The only thing coming from this is that I just I want Braun Strowman to win the title on Sunday. I don't see it happening, but... You know, I would mark out for it. I don't see it happening. Uh, I would still mark out for it. I think Braun has a lot going for him. And I think he can be the next big thing. I said this last week on Raw. Uh, on Raw. On Mark It Out. Like, <laughs> I know that Brock Lesnar is the next big thing. But I think it's time for Braun. I think he's going to be a huge uh, impact player. Well, Anything else to all, say about tossing, this? Tossing all those nicknames out there. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. But moving on from that, Roman Reigns cutting a promo on John Cena. Um, even showing clips of him from 2012. Even before that, though, saying that if he even remotely looked similar to John Cena, he probably wouldn't have a career. And then said, just ask Alex Riley. And uh -huh. it's like, is that... Like, is that too inside to be effective? No. For most of the audience? No. 
I don't think that there's anything to inside with the uh, audience this day and age. I don't think you can be too inside. I, don't, I think I don't that know. that was. I think that that was really that was awesome. I like. I liked. I mean, it was interesting that he brought it up. Um, and then, like you said, he brought up old clips of John Cena from 2012 of Cena during his feud with The Rock, basically laying. I don't know, not laying the SmackDown. I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> Just basically, much basically running say. The Rock down, saying like, "Oh, I will never." leave WWE. I will never choose Hollywood over WWE. And then here, like, John Cena really is a part-timer. Yeah. So, I don't know. And it's funny because Cena in the promo guarantees that at WrestleMania 28, he's walking out with a victory over The Rock, which was not the case. The Rock picked up the victory, and Roman Reigns was able to close this by saying... It's going to be the same outcome as 2012, except instead of The Rock, it's going to be another Samoan, that being myself. I don't think he said all that, but... Yeah, but around the same... alluded to it, yeah. So, while I'm, I'm looking forward to the match, I, I don't know if this was 100% the best go-home promo I agree. Do you think it was smart that Cena wasn't even like didn't even appear? I go home show. But like in the same sense, like what what's the alternative to this? The alternative would have been another uh, verbal competition between the two of them, and who wants to really see that again? I, would, other- I would, honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. It's just not necessary. I I would have I would have rather seen them in a tag team match on opposite sides or even tagging together as opposed to even though we saw that already as opposed to another promo to sell Which a honestly, uh, match. It, honestly, it shouldn't be. It should just be John Cena and Roman Reigns taking on Seth Rollins and Ambrose for the titles because they proved a hundred percent the past whatever after SummerSlam two weeks after SummerSlam also that. They a hundred percent great team, and their feud started was so stupid. Started over the internet, started over Twitter. Yeah. So, and then John Cena just randomly shows back up on Monday Night Raw. Kurt Angle introduces him. I uh, enjoyed the stuff inside the inside this feud. Just not. It just wasn't how it should have been completely done. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Just doesn't make sense. But up next, um, how do you want to handle this? Do you want to talk about that Kurt Angle segment? Um, nah. I mean, and backstage, Dustin Rhodes confronted Kurt Angle, pretty much saying that he wants a match versus Bray Wyatt, and Kurt Angle acknowledged that, set up this next match, but Bray Wyatt picked up the victory over Dustin. Dustin Rhodes. I'm, uh, I'm all four. No, it was Rhodes. Rhodes. Reynolds. Rhodes. Rhodes. I think the last time we saw Dustin Rhodes compete in WWE, it was 1991 or 92. I forget which I tweeted out. One of the pay-per-views, he teamed with Dusty. And then yeah. after that, we saw Dustin Reynolds in WWE, but never Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, a long time ago. But I'm 100% all for Goldust transforming into Dustin Rhodes. 
because like I, it's, you it's know apparent I, that we're not seeing any sort of fall, like fallout from which is just unfortunate. I would love to see something happen with him, you know? Yeah. Just very unfortunate. Uh, yeah, definitely. But Bray Wyatt hits his sister Abigail out of nowhere. Balor cuts a promo. Like he ran, he ran into that. Yeah. Also, when was the last time we saw the Shattered Dreams? Um, I don't I even know. Feel, I feel like that's been a while since we've seen that. And I like the ref was like, "Oh, he hit like he touched the leg to make it look like, yeah, like oh, clearly he didn't get kicked where normally he gets." Yeah, kicked. yeah. But uh, yeah, so Finn Balor appeared on the screen afterwards, cutting a promo about the man making the demon, and then he asked which is more dangerous, since like, like if the man creates the demon, who is more powerful? Like the demon or the man? Which doesn't that kind of work against the demon? Personally? I I definitely think so, but I. If he can't beat him as the demon, why should he be able to beat him as... Well, you know, he, <laughs> he, did, he did He did beat him. He did. Yeah. I just don't know why this is going to continue. Uh, yeah, really, it doesn't make sense. I mean, so, all right, so you say Bray Wyatt does pick up the victory, then he's like, now I can comp- uh, go after everybody else from that match. It, it doesn't Which, make sense. Uh, we're not seeing that. I don't. No, we're I not. don't think at all we're seeing that. So no, uh, we're not. It's but unfortunate. It make sense. This is going to be the third really, match in a row. It on a pay per view. It doesn't make sense. But uh, also not making sense was the next thing where Enzo Amore was cutting his little promo. Does it make sense? I don't think it makes sense at all. All right, continue. Where Enzo Amore was cutting his promo and about Neville. And gets completely blindsided and taken out by Braun Strowman. Dude. How does that was, make sense to you? I didn't say it wasn't was, awesome. I didn't say it wasn't awesome. I said it doesn't make sense. This was amazing. You tell me how that made sense at all. Well, first off, well, I think that this made sense because well, of obviously it's more of Why did Braun down. Strowman, that, that interview via satellite with, with Brock Lesnar, Paul Heyman, and, and Braun Strowman should have been enough. I dis I disagree for the fact that I think it's awesome for the crowd because then they get to see Braun Strowman in action somehow, as opposed to you don't see John Cena. Did he have a dark match? I have no idea, but you could have one hundred percent had that. I said you could have had that via dark match. I think that I could one hundred percent say that. So then you don't have Cena on Raw before the pay per view, and then you don't have Lesnar, and you don't have. Uh, um, Braun, but you have you had the big dog. I just I think that Braun Strowman in this spot is great. I think that it, it I think it's it all just, stems from Enzo Amore's uh, look at that dark street match, street fight. You had Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. All right, but I think that it all stems from that Braun uh, that Enzo Amore uh, stuff from backstage. But this uh, this part was sick. I mean, Enzo Amore is doing his little spiel. And then out of nowhere, you see Braun like in the background start running, and he just shoulder tackles him like none other. And then I was even impressed when he threw him through the ropes. For the first time, Enzo Amori went through the ropes cleanly, and it was through the second and third rope uh, where he grilled press slammed him right through it. I thought it was awesome. And then till after that, you have Neville capitalize on everything, hit him with the red arrow. 
mock him. And I thought it was, I loved it. I loved it completely. And it's like, Neville hits the red arrow. Will, will, will we he hit it on Sunday? Will we see a new champion? Uh, well, this led into Neville. Def- nope, not defending. Uh, the Def- Cruiserweight champion picking up a victory over Graham Met- Metallic. Uh, dude, he ripped off his mask. Yeah. What are your thoughts? It's like, how, bro? What, like, what, what are you doing? How could you do that? I mean, that is just as heel as you can get is to rip off a Lucha, Li- uh, Lucha Libre's mask. A luchador? A luchador, yes. I, I knew that sounded wrong. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was just, how can you do such a thing? But I mean, if you watch back on it, it looks like, uh, he ended up metallic, just pulled his mask a little bit too hard going down. Like, I'm I'm sure the spot was meant to happen. Oh, I I don't think, I really don't think he intended to go that far though. I think that, yeah, I think like Neville was pulling the mask up. And Metallic was pulling the mask down. And I don't think Metallic was – he didn't really think if he pulled it down that it was going to rip as quickly as it did. Because once it did and he realized – like his entire face showed, he like pulled it back up really, really quickly. So I think that it was a quick slip of Metallic to – of his well, own board. If if uh, if the same thing happens as last year's game – you're going to be able to see Grand Metallic's face regardless, which is one pro wrestling tees.com slash marking out. Yeah, and I still hate that. <laughs> I, I'm, hopefully they went in and fixed that, but you never know. People. That's just awful. But with this segment, it's like the crowd boos and cheers Enzo Amore at the same exact time. I definitely don't want to see Enzo. Like, Neville went super, super hot into the pay per view. Yeah, he, everybody, it seems like it's a weird crowd, the reaction to uh, Enzo. It's a huge pop for his entrance, and then when he gets beaten up, it's a even larger pop. Like, it's just a weird crowd gauge, you know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if they're cheering for him because they're fans or if they're cheering for him because their fans are seeing him get beat down. Yeah, I don't know. Enzo says stuff and uh, people get pissed off at it. So, yeah, I, I, I'm curious how long until he gets released or rotated again. Um, I don't. I don't I, yeah. It, it, if you're if you legit rub people the wrong way, it doesn't work out in your favor. I mean, and then he shows it, up in Impact Global Force Wrestling TNA, and he's like, "What do we got you, over here?" Which he actually recorded the match. Uh, Four years ago, before he started with NXT. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he, he's supposed to make his uh, GFW debut next week. So be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. then in the main event, we saw for the number one contender of uh, the Intercontinental Championship, uh, which was a great main event, I thought. Uh, Jason Jordan defeated the Hardy Boys, Miz and Elias. Uh I guess the big disappointment was the fact that Jason Jordan won. I think it's predictable, but 100%, I don't. I, I, yeah. But I, but I, you you say predictable, but there were definitely times in this match where I was like, oh snap, Axel or Bo or or Elias were about to win. 
I, I thought Axel before. Uh, I mean, I forget uh, which one I thought. Elias. Well, there was different spots where where Elias took control of like the ending almost. Uh huh. But uh, I, the Hardy Boys wrestling each other in this for me didn't make too much sense due to. Strength. I loved it. I I did like it. I definitely I was fine with it. I liked it. But strength in numbers. You see the Miz Taraj doing that. So it's like maybe they like should have worked together and then one of them would have ended up as number one contender. But definitely enjoyed seeing them take shots at each other. Yeah, I, I, I love that they are that competitive with each other that they'll just go at it. They'll go at it for this shot. Because it's, and, I mean, it's been it's been a few months, quite a few months since we've seen them wrestle each other. Yeah, it's been a little bit. And then afterwards, uh, Miz and the Miz Taraj attack Jason Jordan, and I hope Jason Jordan doesn't win on Sunday. I hope Which so it's like, too. It's I... not like a knock or anything. It's just like that storyline he was given was just like ugh, crud. I mean, yeah. I I think that this entire thing has to get dropped. Quickly. It's probably not going to, but... Yeah, I know. All right, well, that was Monday Night Raw. Let's talk about some of SmackDown. Shane McMahon opens the show. Uh, it was very serious. He didn't come out dancing or anything. Uh, speaking about Kevin Owens, and basically said that he's going to get redemption for what uh, what Kevin Owens did to Vince McMahon last week at Hell in a Cell. So who reinstated him? Vince did last week? Yeah, Vince did. Okay. And uh, it just sucks that this is like the Hell in a Cell match. You know what? I'm going to say no. No, it does not suck. It should have been. I'm like, it's still, there's still time and chances for. I mean, you could get the tag team match. I mean, they are, they do have the rematch or whatever, but I don't see it happening. There's also the chance that it's going to be the the WWE Championship match, but again, I assume this will be just the only one. Well, I'm still going to stay hyped for this match. I think that I'm ex- I'm not going to put out Shane McMahon for anything, especially in this match after that WrestleMania match. Again, where- no. Again, though, I'm not like I'm not saying the match is going to suck. I'm just saying it sucks that this is that. Like, we just saw Shane McMahon in a Hell in a Cell match. Yeah, did we? Last year. Huh. Versus Undertaker, WrestleMania. Oh, yeah. That's true. And it's like like the history of the Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell have been really, like, iffy. What do you mean? Like, last year, yes, you had the WWE Championship, and then the women closed it for the Women's Championship. At Hell in a Cell, even though that match I thought wasn't as good as everyone else thought. But uh, 2015, the main event was Taker versus Brock inside the Hell in a Cell. Mm. It's like, where are the priorities? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. Next up, well, not next up, but first match of the night, you had Randy Orton pick up the victory over Aiden English. That's funny, next up. Well, not next up, even though it is next up. <laughs> yeah, even though it is it is next up. Not next up in the fact that Aiden English basically was doing his promo at first, mocking Randy Orton by parodying his theme song, which I now I have to go to iTunes. I don't know if it's available on iTunes to purchase. It's Aiden English's new theme song of, it's an opera woman just singing Aiden English's name. 
<laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Um, it's totally but yeah, awesome. Randy Orton defeated Aiden English. If like, there's. But no- I'm very happy to finally see someone not take that backdrop that he does onto that commentary table, and he and Aiden English backdropped him. Yeah. But there, it's like super obvious that there's no way in hell Aiden English was going to win that. Super obvious that Randy Orton obviously was going to win it. It would have been super refreshing if Aiden English won. Uh, but clearly that wasn't going to happen. Uh, and then Rusev came out and said that because of his 10-second loss to Randy Orton at SummerSlam, it caused him to be a disgrace when he went back to, to Bulgaria. And then he basically said he was going to attack Randy Orton. And then he got into a ring and then the ma- match randomly started. Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, <laughs> I was like, I, I was like, wait a minute. I was like, did I miss, like, did I miss them saying, oh, there's going to be a match now? But it was super random. Like, I have no idea why this even took place. It Like, that setup was super weird. It totally was. And the fact that Aiden, Eng- uh, Aiden English... Uh, Rusev picked up the victory in like eight seconds too. It was like again the same ten seconds thing where Aiden English got up. Well, first of all, Randy Orton went for the RKO. Rusev reversed it, and Aiden English for whatever reason randomly gets up on the apron, and Rusev pushes Randy Orton into Aiden English. English drops off the apron. Orton turns around, super kick. And mm-hmm. it made no sense. Whatso whatsoever, and I don't know. And then he was celebrating like, like a madman. But I mean, we've seen him celebrate like that in, before. But backstage, where Renee Young even came up to him, and he was like, "I'm so excited! I'm so excited! I'm so scared!" And it was insane. And it's like I assume this is leading to a match on the kickoff show, even though it's not the kickoff show, which is so pisses me off. Should be. Uh, I assume it's going to be a match at Hell in a Cell, um, but I yeah. just, again, it made no sense. Just it would make more sense at this point just to move Randy Orton to NXT. There's so much for him to do down there. There's so much stuff to do down there. Mm-hmm. Um, up next was probably one of the worst. No, actually, the absolute worst segment, worse than Claire Lynch. Absolute worst segment I've ever seen in pro wrestling. The segment was woof. Big time. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I can't even stress how awful this segment was. It was pretty bad. You had, the, you had Jinder Mahal, you had the Singh brothers, basically saying a bunch of borderline racist stuff, and the fans even chanted, that's too I mean, far. Comparing him to Mr. Miyagi and stuff. Even like, like pronouncing the words wrong and stuff. Yeah. Well, it's like, like every everything that Jinder Mahal's been saying that the fans would do, like everything that he was trying to protect Nakamura from, he's doing. Like the fans weren't racist. The fans pointed out Jinder Mahal <laughs> being racist. Like that segment was so like absolutely embarrassing. I didn't. I didn't mind it, but I also didn't. I would have been fine with it if it was Dude, if Jinder had a weeks, match recently. It's two weeks in a row that they did this. It's like, dude, I, it's he's the champ. So cringeworthy. All right, he's the champion, and he hasn't had a singles match since SummerSlam. He has not had a singles match since SummerSlam. 
the last time he was even in a match was a tag team match. And that was back when Bobby Roode and uh, uh, Mike Kanellis fought. It was that long ago. So uh, and I don't, that's no your words for this segment. And it sucks because when Jinder Mahal won the championship, we were like pumped. Of but course. The way that they handled this title run for Jinder Mahal, man. Is it like why? Is it because they spent so long with him and uh, Randy Orton? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I, there's nothing. There's no. No, there's no nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. Absolutely not. But moving on, AJ Styles was supposed to be wrestling Baron Corbin for the United States Championship. However, the match never took place because uh, Ty Dillinger interrupted. But before all that, uh, AJ Styles cut a super random promo about Kevin Owens and what he did to Vince McMahon last week and how Shane's going to defeat Kevin Owens at Hell in a Cell. Like, that was super weird. Yeah. Uh, and then during the match or whatever, before the match even took place, uh, Ty Dillinger attacked Baron Corbin and hurt Baron Corbin's leg and Styles locked in the calf crusher. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's leading to a triple threat. Triple threat. Match, clearly. Um. Yeah, on that North Carolina card, Starcade, yeah. it's Rusev in this match. Yeah. Makes sense to me. But uh, hopefully hopefully that match is good. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, I am sure too. Uh, uh, next up, next. you had Charlotte Flair in the ring making her return to SmackDown after uh, the health issues with her father, Ric Flair. Um, pretty much just your routine promo of hers thanking everyone for their uh their thoughts and everything with her father and that she's back yeah and then natalia came out who was going to be hosting a celebration of women um so she did just that and she made the cel- the celebration all about herself and then charlotte challenged Natalia for the title. Becky Lynch came out, did the same exact thing, followed by Naomi, who did the same thing, and then Tamina and Lana, who uh, also did the same thing. <laughs> Daniel Bryan came out, made a fatal four-way for the main event to see who the number one contender for that match will be at Hell in a Cell. Um, I wish there was some sort of tease with Carmella here. The only thing that she I did agree. on SmackDown, they had a backstage segment on WWE.com exclusive. Of her walking James Ellsworth on a leash, making him sit, bark, and then play dead. Right. And then, and then yeah. she talked about cashing in the Money in the Bank briefcase, but it's like they like I don't know that it would have been somehow she could have been worked in on the live SmackDown. I agree. I think she should have been worked in there, but you know. Whatever. Next, uh, I guess they wanted. I guess they wanted to focus more on Charlotte Flair with everything. Which yeah. But uh, next up, they had New Day, Biggie Langston, and Kofi Kingston taking on and defeating the Hype Bros. Which it's awesome. Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston is is not injured. Yeah. So that's that's a positive. That's good. Um, not much really took place in this match. 
It was more more so about the backstage segment afterwards where Mojo said he was sick and tired of losing all the time. And he said that if 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 they want to ch- if they want things to change, they're they're going to need to do something drastic. But it's like the match itself, Mojo wasn't even matching Zack Ryder's trunks. Ryder came out there in hypro gear. Mojo came out in singles gear. <laughs> like yeah, maybe, it's, maybe it, Mojo Rawley needs to look at himself. I don't like what needs to be changing. You didn't even show up wearing matching trunks. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, hopefully, it gets broken up sooner than later. Broken up as in hypro's broken up. Oh, one hundred percent. I just bought the uh, Hypros pack on Amazon. <laughs> how much? Uh, it was twenty bucks. No, oh. that's how much those things usually cost, though. So that stinks. Well, I mean, that's wrestling figures for you. Yeah. Funko Pops are ten bucks each. Could be even more. No way, five dollars, dude. Nope, not ha- Funko. Not, yeah. Yeah, Funko nope. figures are I. Yeah. No, no, not all of them. There's No, not all of them. But they range from $5 to whatever. Like not all like mostly they're all 10. 5 is a rare occasion. Not from what I've seen. I see a lot of 5, especially in um Think Geek. They have uh cheap prices. Even like I think they have some for like $3 and $4. Yeah, well, $3. Certain, certain ones are. Yeah, certain ones. I just I got the two Power Rangers. I got the green one and the red one. Yeah, because I plan to meet them at Comic Con. I don't know if it'll happen, but I hope so. Well, for your sake, I hope so too. Uh, but moving on from that, you had where were we? Hypros. Yeah, Hypros. Kevin Owens appearing via satellite. Um. Basically not taking responsibility for what he did last week to Vince, which he still apologized, but he really didn't own up to it. Yeah, which, I thought it was uh, great. What? I thought it was great. Yeah, uh, it's like completely on par with Kevin Owens' M.O. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to apologize, but I really don't mean it. <laughs> and pretty much telling you that he doesn't mean it. It's perfect. Yeah. So it's a it's a good segment to get uh, Kevin Owens on Raw, uh, SmackDown. I mean, SmackDown on the show. Up oh, next, you had Dolph Ziggler coming out doing more entrances. Did Triple H? Did HBK? Did Degeneration X? Which I thought this was definitely the best of the mocking entrances that he's done. Why? I don't know. It's just, I mean, there's more to it. I guess I don't know. It's just. Like what? What is like I said the other time? Like why cut down Naomi? Like what does that gain him? Like I Triple just H don't... is like in a like Triple H. Like I, he mentions, oh, can I go run NXT now? I'm know, not a just... fan of any of this. I think get onto the match already or get out. Like we're gonna have to see what it's leading to. It should have already been leading to Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode hasn't been featured on SmackDown in how many weeks now? He had his debut match, one after that, and that was it. Shelton Benjamin, Chad Gable, not on SmackDown this week. Mike and Maria, not on SmackDown this week. Uh, Carmella, like I said, wasn't on SmackDown this week. Nakamura. Nakamura, yeah, you had the pictures of him. 
not on SmackDown I mean, this week. I think, he, I think he was backstage at an interview. Oh, yeah, he had that one rebuttal. Yeah, but that's it. A little rebuttal thing. That's real. That's oh, that's all she wrote. So there's like, we can go weeks without seeing people on SmackDown. Yeah. Brizongo, not on SmackDown, not on 205 Live. Which I was actually really surprised at. Thought that for sure. Like what? As a follow up to what happened last week on 205 Live, that we would either either see it on SmackDown or. Uh, or 205 Live wasn't the case. I mean, it's already been two weeks and we haven't seen any fallout from uh, their last Twin Peaks episode. Yeah. I, I believe two weeks should have been this week or last. Not Twin but, Peaks. What was it? Something new, wasn't it? What's that? There was something new. Was there? I, I so. may have missed it. There was like a brand new season? I'm not too sure. But anyway, the main event was Charlotte Flair defeating Tamina, Naomi, and Becky Lynch to become the number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, the match, to me, felt rushed. And it, it felt actually, very sloppy. I was going to say it felt rushed and rehearsed. And, yeah. Uh, if you, like, that's, I could see where you say sloppy. I mean, a lot of the Charlotte Flair t- moments just looked sloppy, and then every other woman in there besides Lynch just looked, I don't know, like you said, it looked planned, it looked sloppy, it just looked yeah. slow. Um, none of them, none of them should have won this match. No. Really, the, honestly, the best result that could have possibly happened in this whole segment would have been a returning page. <laughs> and it's like... That's, like, the only thing that... That's, like, the best, like, what you could possibly hope for to happen. And I mean, she may be the... That's maybe the only reason to have Paige on SmackDown is because there's really nothing on SmackDown. Yeah. And it's, like, how many times... I can't take it. I can't take seeing Natalya versus Charlotte again. I agree. I cannot at all. Once was enough, man. Once, 100%, after she won that NXT championship... That was it. Like, that was a really good match. That's it. You didn't need to see it ever again. And then it happened like 30 more times. Yeah. Just awful stuff. But moving on from SmackDown to No Mercy. Taking place this Sunday at the Staples Center in Los Angeles, Um, California. When was the last time we had No Mercy? No Mercy was last year. And then before that? And before that was 2008. A while, right? Yeah, it was 2008. They brought back No Mercy last year for the SmackDown brand, which is why it's in the game. um, Why it's in the game uh, this year as with the blue and pink ropes. Because it was Breast Cancer Awareness Month last year. uh, Well, before we talk about No Mercy... Wanna, I, can I bring up 205 Live and NXT real quick? Go for it. All right. Well, 205 Live, um, the thing to really take note was I was a huge fan of Gallagher. He was pretty much on an attack spree. Uh, he attacked Alexander <laughs> at the on the ramp. And then just you're getting finally getting the motive behind it, how he was saying backstage how being nice you could, doesn't really work. You could still be 
nice without being taken as a joke or something in regards to that. Um, and TJP pretty much yeah, doing attacking. a full turn heel. Yeah. Attacking Swan and Wednesday Dorado. That stuff never really made sense to me anyway, though. Which? Like, because he was heel and then all of a sudden he wasn't heel anymore. TJP. Yeah. It was a weird switcheroo that they had. Um, and then just and then you had furthermore of Neville Enzo, which I gotta say I do like that Enzo was wearing bandages to sell his injuries from Braun Strowman. I did like that. Uh, NXT wise, you had Gargano pick up the victory over Sabatelli, uh, tag team partner of uh, Moss. Blair beat Evans. Sullivan beat No Way it's, Jose. It's, it's Bel Air, bro. Oh, Bel Air. And then um, you had Red Dragon pick up the victory over uh, Mustache Mountain. I thought this was actually a good match. Did you see it yet? I did not see it yet. But I, yeah. they announced uh, next week will be uh, Adam Cole's debut match. Yeah, next week. Uh, and then in this match, it was just really awesome. I thought that there was a bunch of places where uh, Seven looked really, really good. Um and at the end of the match, you had a cross arm breaker. The Red Dragon had the cross arm breaker, and then a side kick, a super kick to the back of the head that looks sick. You ended up having McIntyre come out, Sanity call, uh, come out. It was a great ending to this. And then you also had Aleister Dude. Black making his uh, mic uh, debut, I guess. I we haven't heard say, on the mic yet. Yeah, that was new. Uh, which, what's his name, interrupted it? Uh, Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Which I was, was all, which I thought was that was good too. I was going to say, what if at um, Survivor Series this leads to some sort of NXT like Survivor Series style match? I think that would takeover. be great. Great exposure. Do it up. You know. Yeah. I think that that would be an awesome spot. But what match would you do? Oh, it would be like Sanity plus um, McIntyre plus Mustache Mountain versus uh, the Undisputed Era. Or I don't know if there's going to be more people added to that feud. Probably I mean, not. I guess there's not really that many people to choose from. Not really. It could be but AOP. Authors maybe. I haven't seen them in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, so No Mercy taking place at the Staples Center. Uh, there's no kickoff show match announced, although if you had to choose one, it's clearly going to be Neville versus Enzo. Yeah. If it ends up being on the kickoff show. But um, starting off right away, we got Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. I'm going to say Bray Wyatt. Um, oh, yeah, I'm really? Say Bray Wyatt. Are you sure about that? Uh, it's probably wrong, but whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm actually going with Bray Wyatt as well. I think Bray Wyatt has a good chance, and why? I, I really don't know. I really don't know why he would have a good chance. John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Let's toss this Wyatt. That's I'm going to pick choice. Roman Reigns. Go on. I'm picking Roman Reigns to win this match. Is that what you wanted me to go on with? Say more? You said that, and then I said go on, and you said the same exact thing. 
Yeah, I, I meant like why, why Roman Reigns? <laughs> yeah, no, I knew. <laughs> um, I'm not too sure. <laughs> I mean, realistically, I feel like John Cena may be off TV at some point soon. And I guess if they want to build Reigns versus Lesnar, it would be a good way to get him surpass John Cena as that obstacle. Um, so that's why I kind of going with Reigns. Well, I'm going to say Roman Reigns as well. Same reason or? Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, so Neville defending against Enzo. I'm oh, going Neville. Uh, so unfortunate. I don't want to say it. I'm gonna, I want Neville to win, but I'm going to say Enzo. All right, so Enzo for you, Neville for me. Uh, women's title, fatal five-way match. Bliss defending against Banks, Jax, Bailey, and Emma. Uh, I'm going to go with Alexa Bliss retaining. I mean, I, the only person that I would love to see her lose to is Nia Jax right now. But with the debut of – actually, you know what? Because then you could have Asuka come in and then face off right away with Nia Jax, kind of the smaller competitor going uh, – I don't want to see that again. But then – I don't know. I'm just going to say Emma. I know it's not right, but... Realistically, outside, I'm running you down as Emma. But <laughs> Realistically, probably Bliss. Or Bailey, but... The thing is, I can't see Bailey winning on No Mercy. And Banks, I could see winning, but then that has to go into... I don't know. I'm sticking with Bliss. Uh, For the yeah. WWE intercontinental championship jason jordan looking to get that title from the miz i'm going to say the miz i think it'll be so disappointing i am gonna go with the miz as well cesaro Sheamus taking on the shield for the tag team title so i'm gonna go with shield i'm gonna say them as well although i wouldn't be disappointed if cesaro and sheamus won the titles back but I, I, I don't, either, I don't but think I don't think Rollins and Ambrose have been champions long enough for that to happen. And they're they are doing a great job, you know. So I'm gonna go with the Shield. Main and event. then the main event, yeah. WWE champion, uh, WWE Universal Championship on the line. Champion Brock Lesnar defending that title against Braun Strowman. If it was the WWE 2K18. Uh, preview of this match that Paul Heyman posted, then Brock Lesnar would 100% win, and Braun Strowman would get zero offense in. Um, however, that's not going to be the case. Braun Strowman's going to get offense in. It would be hilarious, by the way, if what Paul Heyman posted from the WWE video game was exactly how that match went. It would be I didn't see it what happened. to me. It was just Lesnar 100% full, like, full, like, there was no Lesnar domination. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar regardless, which is two, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Martin out. Um, but I, I, who knows how long this match will last. You know, I think it could last a good amount of time. I'm going Brock Lesnar, though. Yeah. And you're going Lesnar, too, you said? Yeah. You had, you had quite the lengthy match, 20 minutes or so, at SummerSlam. Uh, with a lot more people in it. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, hopefully it's a longer match. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, that is the prediction part of the show. Hopefully it's Time. not, hopefully it's not like uh, great balls of fire. Mm -mm. But Hey Dave, shameless plugs. 
Shameless Plugs. Thank you to the following people for promoting us in this week of professional wrestling. Go follow Jonathan at Mr. John Faust. Also, go follow Team Awesome. Lorenzo has an amazing group on Facebook, which you should already be liking. Facebook.com slash Team Awesome 418. Follow on Twitter at Team Awesome 418. And congratulations, Mazel Tov. You finally got a t-shirt shop on ProWrestlingTees.com. Go purchase all of these Team Awesome Club t-shirts. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Team Awesome 418. Also, go purchase 31 Days to Live on Amazon and at Best Buy because it's Team Awesome and they are awesome. Not, also, not, not Best Buy. Oh, yeah. Barnes and Nor- Nobles. <laughs> Same thing. Close, right? It's, no. It's Barnes and Noble. Yeah. So, so, my bad. All right. Also, go follow Steve Dave at Ringside Guy. He is the author of The Voice from Ringside uh, Ringside Blog. It's Go check out voicefromringside.tumblr.com. He's also a contributor for Georgia Wrestling History at gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com. Go give him a follow. Go read his articles and his blogs. And go check him out at Ringside Guy. Also, go check out Gage at Glorious underscore Gage. Thank you very much for promoting us. Go check out JB at NovaXH. Also, check out Mike the Ref at Mike the Ref. He's the voice of the CWC underscore Wrestling Evolution. Go check them out. Also, go check out at WR underscore Central. Also, follow Jake Parnell at JP Warhorse. You can go check out all of his awesome t shirts sponsored by fullygimmick.com. Go purchase the, uh, his t shirts on that website, fullygimmick.com slash Jake dash Parnell. Also, Canuck Pro at Canuck Pro. They have a really sweet t shirt that they just released. You should go check out their debut show in Highland Park. Calgary, Alberta, Canada, uh, taking place on the 21st. They're going to have two shows, a matinee show and then an evening show. So much to run down. I mean, they got Dalton Castle taking on Hangman Page, Matt Ta- uh, Matt Taven, Cheeseburger, Son of Havoc, so much more. Uh, just stack, stack cards. Uh, so go check out at Canuck Pro. Go check out the website. Go purchase tickets. You don't want to miss this event. Indie Power Rankings, go follow them. They rank all of your favorite independent wrestlers at Indie Power Ranking. If they are not ranked, make sure that your voice is heard and get them ranked. Um, Also, check out The Brocast Podcast at The Brocast. You can go check out the two bros. That is Mr. Underscore MMA Action. That is MM Action. At Thorne Underscore TBK. At Allen Underscore TBK. At Alan Ross 84. So go check them out. They talk video games, TV, film, comics, wrestling, everything. So go check them out on iTunes. Also, Absolute Wrestling Entertainment. Go check them out October 15th um, over in Canada, uh, Ontario. They have awesome an awesome card. They got Dylan Daniels taking on Young Miles. Uh, you have Chelsea Green going to be there. Ryan Swift taking on Jim Nye, the science guy. 
Uh, so much more. Cody Diener, the hipster. Uh, you got Josh Alexander, Rip Impact. So much more. So go check them out at A Wrestling E. Uh, go purchase re- uh, all the tickets over there. Also, Shining Wizards. Thank you so much for promoting us. We appreciate it. Go check them out. ShiningWizards.com. They actually just interviewed Sean Mooney from WWF fame. So go check that out. Go give a listen. Also, Wrestling IQ 101. Go listen to them at Wrestling IQ 101. Go check their YouTube page out. They just released an interview with Tony Mama Luke, uh, ECW, former ECW superstar. So go check them out. Eric at Montreal Broski, MTL Broski. First thing in the morning, go check him out. YouTube.com slash first thing in the morning show. Amazing. Let's play action. Everything that you want. Go check out Eric. Also, Weekly Wrestling uh, Podcast at Weekly W Podcast. Go check them out. Go listen to them. Go subscribe and everything else. Hey, Brandon, any shout outs? Brandon, shout outs gonna make you pregnant. First shout-out is going to the Netflix series Atypical. Uh, it's about this kid with uh, who's on the spectrum and uh, just going through his daily life. I watched uh, the whole show in a night. The whole show in one night? Yeah, it's eight episodes, 30 minutes long, here, give or take some minutes. So I enjoyed it. Uh, I believe it's got a season two signed on already so that's a good thing uh hey, michael rapaport is the father in the show uh and he's awesome up next goes to wet hot american summer 10 years later another netflix show because after watching atypical at night i woke up and watched this whole series in a <laughs> in a day i i don't know i don't think i could ever get into that Wet Hot American I've Summer? Seen, yeah. I mean, the TV show was cool and stuff like that. I mean, the... Uh, movie? Movie. But a TV show, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was nice. It was fine. It's funny. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Uh, and then last up, going to Conan Without Borders, Israel. He went to Israel. And yeah, I, 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 like, thought, I thought it was entertaining. I like when he does shows like these. When he goes to Cuba, when he goes to Armenia, 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 <laughs> when he goes to Mexico and stuff, uh, I enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so check it out, Conan Without Borders. I, is it done? What do you mean? Like it was just that one episode or yeah, two? Yeah, that's all. No, it was one episode. Yeah, I wish that there was more. I wish it was longer than, yeah, longer than an hour. Yeah. Or an hour programming slot. Yeah, definitely. I, there's so much more. Like, I if if he were to I ever feel like stop, didn't show anything while there. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much. It was just him drinking coffee, <laughs> or him being much. asked to drink coffee. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they just I don't know. Maybe they just cut out so much. Well, they said there's a ton of stuff online, which I I didn't get a chance to watch yet. So yeah, so check it out. Um. Yeah, and then uh, now it's time for our our moment of the week. That is right, our.
Power Markout moment of the week. Dave, I know you marked out so hard this week for Nikki Bella on Dancing with the Stars. So yeah. Talk um, about it. <laughs> uh, she had moves like Jagger. It was awesome. Uh, very happy that she won. And very excited <laughs> what to see what's going to happen. She didn't win, did she? Like, what is... Yeah, she won this week. She didn't win? Yeah. What does that she mean, can't. she won? She got, I don't know. She got voted. She got the votes. Really? She got the votes. The votes were in and she won. Who lost? Um, what's their face? From from Merrick. Uh, from Merrick? Yeah. Was it Gibson. the shark? Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson lost? Yeah. Well, Bella. Jeez. Yeah, she got voted off. Brie Belly got voted on. It's it's Nikki Bella. Yeah, Nikki Bella got voted on. Yeah, so uh, that's our markout moment of the week. Yeah, that is no, the markout. Do you have a markout moment of the week? Um, markout moment of the week. Yes, I do. PWG Bola. They released the trailers, the previews for their upcoming DVDs for. Uh, PWG Bullet, uh, the 3-day event. They only have night uh, day 1 and day 2 uploaded so far and both of them just look sick. Uh look unbelievable total like action from Joey Janela, Donovan Dijak, Keith Lee, uh all of your favorites and upcoming wrestlers over there. Um and it just looked sick. There was one spot where Evan Bourne, I uh, Idell, I forgot who was against. Um but uh, maybe Ricochet, I'm not, I'm not too sure. But he did a spot for off the top turnbuckle and ate the boots, and it just looked nasty. So I definitely marked was, out for. Was, was it Penta? Did he, did he face Penta El Zaramayeda? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's who he faced. Um, I marked out pretty hardcore for that. Um, yeah, it's always exciting to see PWG post these uh previews and yeah outside of that i i also marked out for Enzo Amore being taken out by braun Strowman. and don't don't try to act like you didn't mark out for nikki bella on dancing with the stars here no i i definitely did i'm happy that she got voted on and i'm happy that Debbie not, you don't get voted on yeah she got voted to move on to the next stage the next like level right the next week yeah, so, so uh, I, I mean, it, I, I don't even, like, have history with watching NWA and, like, early WCW like that, but them announcing Starcade. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Uh, uh, it's a pretty cool And thing. then everything with Michael Hayes talking with yeah, that Cody. Was, that was so bizarre, yeah. especially seeing him tweet Cody and stuff. So, um, before we close out the show and everything, we just want to uh, briefly bring up all the current situation that is taking place in uh, Puerto Rico and Mexico. Very horrific and awful events, especially following uh, the previous hurricane events that have been taking place. Uh, Hurricane Maria totally, like, just wiped out Puerto Rico, it looks like. very sad and scary, uh, unpredictable events. And, and earth- the earthquake in Mexico. Yeah, the earthquake in Mexico. They're saying 
I heard on the news today that they're expecting tolls of uh, around 1,000 people killed in the earthquake. Uh, very just sad. And um, our condolences go out to every single person that's been affected by this. Uh, and our hearts are with all of you. And it's, yeah, I, I, there's really no words that could really describe anything else that we've it's, it's crazy. I th I don't know if it was Mexico or Puerto Rico that they showed on the news of people in a parking garage. Like that's where they were sleeping. It's. It. I mean, Puerto Rico. They were saying one hundred percent of Puerto Rico is out of uh, power. Power. What? Like that's wild. I thought it was weird with Mexico. How apparently it was the um, the anniversary of a previous horrific earthquake, earthquake that took yeah. place. Um, and just so very scary. And like, you're watching the news and you're seeing all these, everything that's just that they're showing is just really awful and breathtaking. And our, our thoughts go out to every single person affected. Um, hopefully if anybody that has been affected is able to get some, Joy from listening to our podcast. We hope to bring that to you and entertain you in sort of a way. But I, yeah, I don't know what else to say. It's just awful stuff. Yeah. But so. that is episode number 346. If you'd like to check out past episodes, do so on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, uh, as well as markingout.com. Check us out, ProWrestlingTees.com slash MarkingOut. Give us a like on Facebook, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. Watch our videos on YouTube, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Follow us on Twitter at MarkingOut, at DaveTheRave underscore M-O, at BTTG161. Um, thank you to Bobby Heenan. Yeah, uh, thank you. And we wish you the... The... Best of fuck your future endeavor. <laughs>